check one check two how are wonderful amazing you welcome to this podcast show don't know how old you are but if you like fun i invite you to this podcast show fun of what tv entertainment let's let's talk about it in the background i am watching um a, a channel called a and e the point I'm making, they're doing documentaries on a variety of things. One of them is Andre the Giant. I'll tell you what era I grew up in, and okay, I want to reveal how old I am. I'm 41. So that means I was born in 1980, correct? Correct. So I just turned 41, March 6. Let's continue. Um, I'm from the Midwest originally, so. Um, Wrestling was a huge thing in the Midwest. Still is a huge thing in the Midwest. I don't think it's just a Midwest thing. I think it's just if you enjoy entertainment of wrestling. And I was a little girl when Andre the Giant was um, featured. Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan. I actually seen him. Yes, my brother would tell you. My brother Fred Noel, he's the oldest and my only brother. My point I'm making is. He was always doing shit. Me. I got to go to a wrestling match that it was attended for him and my dad. And my dad took me. And 19, I must have been 83, maybe 84. I think 80, might have been 84. I was a little girl, so. I was so little, and I'm 5'9. So, some time ago. I was so little that I remember. That day, my dad became my hero. He also been my hero. He's not living anymore. He's not with us. But look, let's not stay focused on that. Let's stay focused on the fun. The fun was, in the 80s, all of the kids wanted to be like Hulk Hogan, Junkyard Dog, Jake the Snake. We can keep going. But tonight, tonight, this evening, as I'm talking to you now, A&E is doing this special on documentaries. Andre the Giant is the first one. And I wasn't really aware of Andre the Giant. Um, I was, but I wasn't. Like, everybody knew who I He was too big, not, and then, like, the way he wrestled, quite crucial, very strong. If I was a wrestler, I would just quit. <laughs> if I had to fight him, I would just quit, throw in the towel. <laughs> so, I actually seen um, these wrestlers and actors when I was a little girl. So, I was so little. He's small stuff. My pops was 6'4". So the crowd was at the state fair to see wrestling in Michigan. And um, I couldn't see. I said, Daddy, I can't see. He said, come here. He took me. He picked me up. And he rolls me on his shoulders. And I was over all the crowd. Like I said, my pops is 6'4". So uh, my dad has some high shoulders, too. So um, he kind of walked with him. He came from a you know, a family of men that are very tall. His father, James Newell, was um, 6'8". So, very tall men. I was afraid I was going to grow up tall like them. Thank God, I mean, I'm 5'9", but I didn't want to be six foot something. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, I got enough big body problems. I didn't want to be that tall. So, I want to be a tower, but it worked out pretty well. I was a little girl, so small, couldn't see, and everywhere around me was completely crowded. So, my dad let me sit on his shoulders, and um, and I was above the crowd watching 
screaming, Junkyard Dog, Junkyard Dog. <laughs> Why am I doing this podcast show today? I happen to love wrestling. The next um, documentary they're doing, I got to think for documentaries, I create them as well as I love watching, reading them, uh, watching them, you know, movies or whatnot. And I have a documentary I desire to finish. I don't have the funds just yet. Not exactly sure how it's going to happen. But I got to get some ideas. Because everything costs money and time. So I got to figure out how to budget that out. I also go for the thing for West Virginia. For um, doing a documentary on my belated grandmother. And how she inspired me as a woman. And how to live my life still today. And it's about her life truthfully. And things that she did that was so out of the ordinary. But the most... Uh, abnormal thing that she did was well the way she loved was so huge and big sometimes I feel like it wasn't no room left for her and sometimes this world can be a, a bit wicked I'm sorry I don't mean to cry because sometimes I meet the most evil cruel hearted people I mean were you cruel to animals or were you cruel to kids it makes you question or shake your challenge your faith in love for people it does or people who like I've seen things with my with these two eyes I like to think my eyes are pretty I like to think I believe they are <laughs> even though my uh, left eye in the center of it is a it's a white eyelash for some reason the left side is like white hair um, I got a white streak. Don't want it there, but it's there. <laughs> so, um, I've seen things like people bullying people who don't have, people think it don't matter. When I was homeless, I'll share this with you. Um, I've seen where a homeless man fell asleep at a bus station and where a arm security guard, most of the armed security guards here in Nevada, Las Vegas, um, they are muscular and all of them are police officers. They're armed. They, there was no reason for this officer of the law to kick these living mess out of this man who was asleep, wouldn't bother nobody. And thought it was so funny and laughing with his friends. And he was muscular and he had every advantage to hurt this homeless man. And just some people enjoy being cruel. I hate that. And it also shows me he's a cow, even though the man looked like something. Like he could have been a model. And not saying he was skinny, he was muscular. No male look at brothers, but the way he was looking, I couldn't help but keep my eyes on him. But what... It wasn't just the fact that he was good looking, cause that was. It wasn't just the fact that he looked a certain way. It was the way he was acting. It was so disgusting. And being that he's ex, not ex. I'm sorry, a police officer, a man of the law. I guess I thought higher of him, and and the way he was looking, I thought higher of him, and I was deceived. But you know, I've seen some very cruel things with people. You know, and. Um, I appreciate the good in life that I've been able to receive. I didn't think I'd make it to 41. Didn't think I'd make it to 20, to be frank. Didn't think I'd make it to 18. Hell, I didn't think I'd make it to 16. Y'all know my life. You may not know the story, but for those who know my life, y'all understand. But I'm having a ball today watching documentaries on 
wrestling something about that like we had growing up in the 80s we had the Hulk Hogan call that was like the first thing I recall besides um going to the wrestling match at the, at the state fairgrounds in my home state um it was the Hulk Hogan call and for those who from the 80s y'all know the Hulk Hogan call and everybody used to do it and like all my little childhood friends are doing this including me everybody would try to do the Hulk Hogan call like I actually remember I'm a real American <laughs> song fight for such and such for every man I, I'm sorry for those who are from the 80s some of y'all remember bits and pieces I remember I'm a real American <laughs> I remember that part and um now you know the Hulk Hogan song <laughs> soundtrack, his theme song, his anthem, and like he'll do the Hulk Hogan call, the Hulk Hogan call before he, you know, do certain moves that I don't want to mention. But I'm watching Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Uh, I don't believe Randy Savage is living no more, or Andre the Giant. I think he possibly died from a heart attack, maybe because of his growing disease. Um, he's from France. I didn't even know he was an American. I just know he was called Andre the Giant. You know, and he played in different movies like Princess Bride. He was more of a gentle giant, kind of, in Princess Bride. So, that's a good movie. Um, if you ever want to see a good movie from, I guess it's like the 90s, you definitely want to see it. So, um, yeah, Hulk Hogan, I think he's like in his 70s maybe 80s and he don't look he looks great he take care of himself so it's a good thing but um no just it's just something about when you were a kid it just seemed i don't know when you, that era you know what decade you were born of uh, 1980 um just the life of 1980 versus here and now eyes open i'm 41 <laughs> how different and Sometimes it seems a bit difficult. I actually feel kind of bad for children being raised. Them. Not to say they can't do good things. I kind of feel bad on both ends. I feel bad for the kids and the things that they had to endure. I feel bad for the parents. And I kind of feel bad when I hear the older folks speak against the up-and-coming generation. If we ain't got no future, y'all, we're not going to make it. I mean, like, mankind. So we got to believe in our youth. If we don't, then we in trouble. You know, in very directly, indirectly, and very directly, what we're saying is we don't believe in ourselves. We say we don't believe in our youth. If you forget about the youth, you forget about yourself. You know, like if I get blessed to retire, if I make it to that age, <sighs> um, the ones who are going to be take care of me is going to be, well, I would say me, but. I think the way um, what you call it works for retirement is you got to have when they said you have to have a 401k have a savings and I haven't got one in 401k I will one day but I'm 41 so they tell me like I mean the retirees tell me you should do that when you were 30 but like I haven't did it, it hasn't been a priority so like let's get off of me real quick stop let's get off of me let's talk about these documentaries so it's just a certain type of excitement that i remember having when i was a kid or a teenager when we talked about her about wrestling so this is why i'm talking about this wrestling podcast i said welcome to the fun show we talk about wrestling because they say a lot of it was fake it could have been but it was too many times they were bleeding you know i kind of doubt it but 
I would say in the 80s and in the 70s, I believe it was real. I wasn't alive in the 70s, but I've seen, you know, things like Ric Flair and people of that caliber. Woo, Ric Flair. Anybody remember that? I know I sound, oh, I say, when I start saying phrases, like, anybody remember that? <laughs> but I thought he was super cool. <laughs> um, oh, do you know for the hand that rocks the cradle? The main character of the hand that rocks the cradle? I think that's his daughter. I gotta look that back up. I'm not 100% for sure, but I'm gonna look it up. I was told the one who plays the hand of the Crater is supposed to be Ric Flair's daughter. Why well, she looked too pretty? I don't know. She looked too pretty, but maybe I'm wrong. Just like for um, Cheech and Chong, Chong's um, daughter, one of his daughters, is um, she's mixed, real pretty girl. Um, I'm trying to think of her name. She played in a lot of stuff. Oh my gosh, she's Asian and black, and um, and obviously Puerto Rican and white, and a variety of things that Chong was. And that's his daughter. She's a very serious actress, um, versus her daddy. You know, <laughs> known for the marijuana. Remember, that's completely legal. Oh wow, Arnold Schwarzenegger is on this, on this um, documentary about. Andre the Giant and I, I'm such a fan of Andre the Giant it's not even funny not Andre the Giant but um, Andre the Giant as well as uh, Mr. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> you know you can probably hear his voice in the background but I'm such a fan of him he's actually very smart people don't give him credit um, anybody have seen any, um, any Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, motivation speaking on YouTube Amazing. He's actually really brilliant. Uh, very encouraging. But yeah, he's on this documentary. Hulk Hogan. A lot of famous wrestlers are still living. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, but yeah, I didn't realize he was that big. Oh my gosh. I look at Andre's hands versus a, a so-called regular-sized man. <laughs> His hand was bigger than your head. <laughs> it's crazy but anyway and me who got a long head <laughs> um, I just find that amazing um, how huge he was but yeah so it was amazing uh, about Mr. Andre the Giant and this this podcast show I remember to share about my fun memories of my figurines and growing up with in, in the 80s and 90s as a, as a kid even though I'm a girl um, I love wrestling. Anyone else? Please stand up. So, what am I doing as an artist? So, me who loves do- doing the documentaries, I gotta figure out how to get funding to do the love heritage. Finish it up. I'm like the only one so far doing it. Um, uh, and I've gotten over 200 something years of my family. I haven't told my family members because. They get on my damn nerves. Some of them. I love y'all, but y'all, y'all MFs piss me off. Y'all know who y'all are. <laughs> y'all got all this money, but me who did all the work you wanted for me, even though you got all this money, you don't even need my help. So I just like if we can get together instead of, you know, making things harder. If we can just get together as a family, I think it would make it easier, at least in my head. But I was my grandma's favorite, so I guess it's poetic justice that I would do a documentary on such a woman my teacher my friend my mentor 
Um, I love her so much. And this woman did so many things that was, I would say, before her time. She was in the, the newspaper, not for doing something classy. Well, I would say it's classy. She took up for herself. She got into a fight in the 1950s because of the racist, I hate to say it, it's the truth, old United States of America. Even though there's still racism here, it's not like segregation and stuff. In the 1950s, y'all know y'all history. Do your history research segregation ended and inter and my grandmother's one of the black students that was dealing with racism in a high school called Stocko in West Virginia. The point I'm making, she wasn't gonna let people do things to her. She wasn't that type at all. <laughs> Long story short, she wanted to get into a fight with them. It was so bad. My grandmother saw it. It was so bad they were literally spitting on her. She couldn't take it no more. If you knew my grandmother, if she loved you, you knew it. And if she couldn't stand your ass, I feel sorry for you. So, long story short, she got into the fight. And I found the newspaper articles about her life. Her age, she was only 15 years old, y'all. How long the, the crazy-ass world that we were living in. Well, I wasn't, but I wasn't even existing. My mother either. My mother wasn't born until 1962. I think this happened in 59, if I'm not mistaken. My mother wasn't born in 62. And, no, I'm just, it registers with me because my mother's from West Virginia. And, um, and so is my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather. I believe his family is there too. The point I'm making is simple. It's this. I got a lot of heritage there. So I look forward to finishing the documentaries, the documentary about my family. It's going to take money and time and a whole bunch of pushing that I hope I'm ready for. Uh, because for me to get 200-something years, it was a whole bunch of researching, payments, pain, cries, because my, some of my alive relatives, y'all know who y'all are, act like I was asking for your firstborn or something. <laughs> or uh, I asked for your right arm. And it was like a fight, and I got tired of it. So I, start, I ain't going to lie, y'all, I start praying. And I start going to, if you want to do research on your family, go to the state and this, this state and the county where your family is from. And that's what I did. I never been with a single day in my life. Bunch of internet makes and the phone calls make all things possible. Everything is public record. So I went to West Virginia archives. So if you want to do a research on your family, go to the archives. Put, if you got to know the names, the ages, um, <laughs> when were they born, marriages, all deaths, all this stuff helps finding detailed information about your family. So long story short, if you want to do that, just contact the archives of whatever state your family is from. You'll be shocked of all the information you'll find on your family. God knows I was. Um, so, like, for example, my mom said again, my mother wasn't born. Give you a little insight about this research. I didn't grow up with my grandfather. I didn't grow up with my grandfather's many sisters. He didn't have any brothers, what I understand. The story is, he had sisters. The story is, my grandmother got into a fight, and the witnesses of this fight was a variety of people. But the three people, it was three other girls that walked with her. The three other girls were my future aunties that I, need, I wasn't even raised with. From what I understand, they already passed away. 
They were my grandfather's sisters. They were my future aunties. <laughs> Ain't that amazing? Um, their last name is Moss. And they said the Moss sisters, so they said their first and last name. And I said, oh, these are my family members. So I didn't even get an opportunity to learn, but I felt like a connection with the Moss family that was like a good thing for me because my mother didn't grow up with that, even though her father is still living, James Moss. But um, long story short, you got to know the last names and the details of this, that, and the other. You got any questions about opportunities of finding more detailed information about your, your relatives living and not living? It's just a story to be found. I didn't grow up with my grandfather. I didn't grow up with his sisters and that heritage I was robbed from. I don't know the whole reason behind that. But for what I understand, my grandmother was friends with those girls. Obviously, if they all walked to the same high school together, when she got into this big ball of a fight, they included a nameless girl. They won't say who. It was two girls. So they got one one girl, but they won't say their name. And they, they got her name. They got my aunt's names. You know, I say the important ones are my family. Once they got their names, that's all the part that matters. <laughs> the nameless girls, I don't know why they didn't have their names listed, but they didn't have their names listed. So the point I'm making is I got all that information. Very valuable. There was a part of me that felt robbed not growing up my mother not growing up with her family because they're my family too my mother's going to visit him because his birthday is next month and she's going to visit him being a good daughter you know because he only get one father and i want to visit her so we talked about that today it felt good but let me get off of me because when we talk about wrestling and i talk about documentaries and what's going on in my life and how far i've gotten so and my daddy who's not living, gave me a variety of information. They're the Census Bureau records held all this information for me. And um, long story short, Census Bureau is another resource you can use if you're interested in doing genealogy, documentary, things of, you know, for your family, if that's what you do, what you enjoy doing. And I'm one of those people that enjoy it, by the way. So this is my, the very end of my wrestling documentaries and me podcast show and we're gonna look out for my new pieces of art i got new pieces of face mask for kids and adults and there are pictures of obviously my cat you'll see it it's really cute and i have um some new plates photo plates of, of me first time being in the air. You know I don't fly for those who don't know me. That's what I don't do. And I find myself doing that. It's crazy. I don't know. I just think I know myself. And then you turn a certain age. <laughs> and certain things change. And all of a sudden you're somebody new. Or you're doing something new. So um, I have a variety of new pieces. And I got some more stuff coming out. Photos of things I want to put on plates. See, I'm trying not to tell you everything. Okay, I have an eclipse shot. I'm thinking I'm going to put that on a plate. I'm pretty sure that's one I'm going to allow myself to put on the plate. Um, excuse me. And um, long story short, be on the lookout for my new pieces. And if you would like to subscribe to this podcast show, you are welcome to become a subscriber for 99 cents and up. Please do that. Thank you for your support. You are welcome to share this podcast show. So this is my love for wrestling and me.
podcast, hold up, my love for wrestling documentary podcast show. That's really long. Trying to figure out a way to shrink that. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for your love and compliments and support and keep up doing what you're doing for you. This is me and documentaries for wrestling podcast show over and out.